Welcome to the three-point shot. I'm Zach with Ben and Colin. We do not have access to any kind of intro music. So that's what we're getting. How's it going, guys? Yeah, welcome to the low-budget podcast. I'm deeply depressed. Uh, What do you mean low-budget? It is no budget. Uh, (laughs) Well... Fair. I'm, I'm deeply depressed as a result of things that have been happening in the football world today, but um, we'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we are still affiliated with WMUC Sports because I don't have any way to upload to Spotify otherwise. When I went to put the link to last episodes in the WMUC, of WMUC Sports Chat, uh, Brendan Hartlove replied and was like, dude, let it go. Yeah. <laughs> you got to move on, Zach. You graduated. <laughs> I was like, I will. Once it's, I o- it's over. We're free man, Zach. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a couple years away from, oh, I would have gone pro if it weren't for my bum knee. With that said, we can't disappoint the listeners. So, so, you know, all of our fans that aren't related to any of the three of us, of which there are many, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Let's see what the fan thinks about it. <laughs> I think our I think our total listeners can fit in a station wagon without using the old timey rear facing. Ben, ben, I need to yep. I need you to get on TikTok because there's so many Family Guy clips I want to send you. You know you can just send them to me. Like I know, but it's much harder. Like it, Colin it, knows. Colin and I yeah, say no. I know it. It feels when I send this when I send a TikTok to like a group of people that don't use TikTok. It needs to be one that's like. So funny it warrants sending. Exactly. Colin, I just said Wait, Okay, watch Zach. Zach, Zach, Zach like, anything that's even moderately funny to Anything Zach. that I would show you in our apartment normally, right. I would yeah. just quick, Really quick. One of you, concisely, I'm going to arbitrarily choose Colin. Walk me through the process of what it takes for you to see a TikTok on TikTok and text it to me. And what is so difficult about that process? Me, a family, for me, it's a family guy clip that like we quote, but not often enough. That's uh-huh. about it when it comes okay. to Okay. So for me, when I'm thinking of something to send to Zach, if it has any relation to sports or Star Wars of any kind, yeah. it's going to Zach. Yep. And also, if I think it's even moderately Zach's kind of humor, it's going to Zach. Same. But for me to put it in the like group chat, it needs to be so funny that like it needs to be one of two things. It neither it either needs to be somebody else saying like a sports hot take or something that we have discussed like it feels be, like we're running out of hot takes we haven't discussed i mean that's fair <laughs> but it needs to be something that like either directly relates to a conversation we've had or is something i think is so funny it warrants sending and there's so few tiktoks that are so funny i'm confident everybody okay. i show it to is gonna laugh okay but if you had to, if you had to put, and you don't need to go through what they are, how many steps would you say it is from you open the TikTok app to I receive a link to a TikTok video? Totally so, depends on how quickly a Family Guy one comes up on my. Okay, it's got to be between. It's got to be between four or five steps. It's okay. got to be. It's got to be a TikTok I think is entertaining. Something I think is entertaining enough to send to somebody. It's got to be entertaining enough to send to somebody and relatable to them. Then it needs to clear the Zach versus group chat hurdle, which is of like, of it, if it's funny enough to send to Zach, I'll send it. Like if it clears three of them, it goes to Zach. Okay. Um, 
but it needs to be like above and beyond that for me to warrant sending it to a group chat because I like pretty much everybody who uses humor to cope um, <laughs> lives in constant fear that I'm going to say or send something I think is funny and no one else thinks it's funny. And that's the worst thing that could ever happen. So I need to be like dead sure someone is going to laugh at the meme that I send to send. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of normally terrible things that have recently worked out, Maryland basketball's offense. Okay, offense. Been, What's going on? Aaron Wiggins been been really good. Uh, that's what? been the most impressive thing. They're not missing. They're not. He's consistent, which is crazy. Wiggins. Um, I know More it's like natural herons. Am I right, boys? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Him and Ayala had, what, 30 combined at halftime last night? Yeah, I mean, I know it's Nebraska and they're bad, but, like, they're playing back-to-back days. Like, and with how shaky this team has been, like, you can't expect anything. And they played really well. I remember, I remember looking last night got fairly ugly in the second half. Yeah, so we were, was, like, 14, 15. You wake, up Sunday, yeah. you wake up this past Sunday, the Terps are 4-9 in conference play. You wake up today, they're 7-9 with four games left three of them against teams that are actually below them in the standing. NIT champion Maryland Terrapins. I, I, they've still got a chance. They go – I would take it. They go three and one in these last four games. They're in the tournament. All right. Would you guys rather, would you guys rather have um, bounce in the round of 32, like, like win one game in the NCAA tournament or win the whole NIT? This year only win the NIT. Me and as a fan, I would rather see the Terps compete. And that's, and, and, and that's still maybe. Like, I want the Terps with a chance for the, the title. Me as a fan, I would rather the Terps in the March Madness bracket. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I'm, if I'm, like, putting myself in the position of the players, I would rather, as a player, win the NIT than I would get bounced in the 32. I feel that. I'd even oh, take, as yeah. a fan, I'd even take a round of 64 loss over an NIT win. Yeah. But what I was saying is, because your point about, uh, Colin's point about experiencing the madness, I fully agree with. I disagree with the thing you said about having a chance to win the championship, just because I've, I've decided the way that I think about the NCAA basketball tournament from now on is it's two different events. The first three rounds up through, so the round of 32, the round of 64 and the play-in games, the round of 32 and the sweet 16 that's like march madness that's like upset city everything's going on and then you get down to the elite eight and the final four and that's just the championship yeah like there's like eight to 12 teams every year who actually have a chance to win the championship one of them is going to win yeah pretty much every year. i mean just the final four loyola chicago uh begs to differ but they didn't win the championship mm. Uh, eight seed, eight seed, uh, Kentucky and seven seed UConn beg to differ. I think it's the same. With, uh, no, it doesn't, I, it's not about the seeding. I agree. Like, there's a reason you don't see like Loyola Chicago or you don't see like Belmont winning the championship. 1955 exactly. champion that. City College of New York begs. <laughs> I'm sorry, those play that payroll was higher than the Knicks. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I, I agree don't go ben. all sports history on me. You will lose and you will lose badly. My grandparents went Ben, it's like the NFL playoffs <laughs> to an extent. Um, where you know, in the first round, in the first two, even 
even in the championship round, you know, it's one of those of like, oh, that's where the wacky stuff happens, right? Like that's where your, you know, your wild card team, it didn't happen this year, but in the NFL playoffs, it's the kind of thing of that's where your Washington football team beats your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, yeah, man, in a that way, kind of team that has no business being in the playoffs knocks off a team that deserves to be there. Seahawks over Saints with the beast quake. Exactly. Uh, it, it's it's something like that. And by the time you get into like in the NFL playoffs, in the time you get into like the conference championships and the Super Bowl and in, in March Madness, it's the Elite Eight, the, the Final Four, you know, stuff like that. That's where it's really like, these are underdogs that like, yeah, you know, maybe they'll spark a little bit in your program, but it's one of those of nobody can catch quite enough fire to go all the way through or if they can they haven't yet yes like the lowest the teams that have been like lower than a five seed and have won the national championship are still like really big programs you've got kentucky you've got i mean the lowest seed to ever win was an eight seed and that was villanova exactly you don't see a 16 seed like our our own umbc uh retrievers that's our public university system exactly you don't see you don't see the retrievers going the retrievers right yes okay i knew it was a dog of some kind but i didn't know it was okay but you don't see the retrievers like they knock off the one seed and then they knock off the 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 next probably two seed that they come up to next and then they knock off the people after that and they run all the way to the championship no, but how awesome would that have been? I mean, it would have been fantastic. Their weird, their weird point guard who looked like he was shooting, falling over. But in reality, you know, you get the sixty-four, the thirty-two, and the whatever the number. Sweet 16. sixteen. Thank you. Uh, you know, you get those. Three. Not remembering the sweetest is one thing, but that's just math. I'm bad at it. Uh, <laughs> um, I can't count times, to eight times tables. I can't count to eighteen in odd numbers. I'm very bad. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, it's, it's that you get that crazy stuff in the first round and you get that crazy stuff in maybe the second round. And if you're really lucky, you get the crazy stuff in the third round, but at the time you're really narrowing it down, the talent just overpowers no matter how much fire you like, when is the last time somebody has won the March madness bracket, won the whole thing where nobody was like, well, yeah, they were one of the best teams in the in the bracket. Like, when is the time it was a crazy, ridiculous upset that somebody said they had no business being there, that had won the whole thing? Yeah, that's well, no, but the, yeah, yes. that's you need you would need to to return to your counting to eighteen. You would need all the wheels to come off the big rig in the tournament for that yes. to happen. All eighteen wheels on the big rig would have to come out. Five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen. Wheels on the big rig. <laughs> Sounds like you might have a flat. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. Um, but Terps are looking good. Uh, they play Rutgers on Sunday. We played them like in December. We played them to the day I got home for winter break. Uh, it's crazy to think of how how long. With Ron Harper Jr. It is just so hard to watch games because, like, you know how packed the ha- the crowd would be, even if like. You know, we weren't that good this year, which like... Did you see that? Did you see... Um, I can't remember which of the many pundits it was on Twitter who did like a top five home court advantages in the Big Ten and didn't have us on it. 
Yeah. What the hell was I was, that? I was like, I was like, you've watched us play at home with a crowd. You've watched us play on the road yeah, with a crowd. Other pundits I've watched um, have uh, hold on. As of the six pundits have Maryland in the like top, top five 10. in the country. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, I was about to say pundits have Maryland top ten in basketball. Yeah, just in general, full stop. To not have us in the top five is and to have us behind like. Rutgers. Yeah. It's, like, Purdue, it's a, Purdue, I'll grant you, just because they're happy to be inside with, you know, electric lighting. Just <laughs> in any building that at is, any time in yes, Purdue. That is one of the worst takes I've ever seen. Assembly Hall, maybe. Michigan State, kinda, until they slap the floor and Anthony Cowan just absolutely just... I, I can't even think of an appropriate phrase for what he did to them. Updated... Uh, before our two wins against Nebraska and has us as the first team out. But I believe as of today, Lenardi from ESPN had us in. As one I of- can't really complain if we don't get in. Like, it's just, it's just. Win out from here. We, yeah. Win a game in the Big Are they doing conference tournaments this year? Yes, the Big Ten is doing okay. Yeah. We would need. I think we need to win like one or two games in the in the conference tournament. I think get a buy and at least one win in the conference tournament, and uh... just I mean, yeah. Even if we win out, just I think we've built ourselves up to the point where we're gonna get the benefit of the doubt, just because like we've shown how good we can be, but the consistency has not been there. No. And if you're like, we want a team that's going to, if you're the tournament committee and you're like, we want a team that we know is going to compete coming in as the like 10 or 11 seed. And it's like, we could have this mid major who's going to be really revved up to be there. Or we could have Maryland who might yeah. just not get off the bus. Yeah. Like we, uh, <laughs> we, and the depth is a problem too. Shoal sucks. I forgot Aquan Smart and Marcus Dockery were even on the team. So did um, they. What? I said so did they. Yeah, Jimmy Graham too, James Graham of the third. I saw him go into the game late yesterday. Oh, is he the is he the, the really young kid? Yeah, he's, Milwaukee? He's, yeah. yeah, he's the kid who's getting the free year of eligibility. He's uh, got he looks like he's gonna be a good player. It's yeah, just, they gave him number one, so that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I I would not have taken that number. In yeah. the same way that if I'm a wide receiver, rocket up to Maryland, like Jarrett could have taken number one. I would have had no problem with that. The fact that he took number five, I I feel like before he's gone, he's going to be wearing number one, though. Rick I feel like that would just be appropriate for Jarrett. Five like, is just his number, but maybe. No, it's a, it, but I feel like if he pops off as a sophomore, he's got to be like continuing the tradition of absolutely busted wide receivers for Maryland. I mean, yeah. yeah I, but also, you know, I just, I just like that. No, like, listen, I, I love the carrying on of the flame of the guy who wears number one at Maryland. Also, because then you can call him the number one receiver, and it's like, you mean the number or his position on the depth chart? It's like, oh, yes. Man. No, I, 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 I agree with the tradition, but in a weird way, I feel like if, if I as a player, I would feel uncomfortable taking that number oh me too so i wouldn't be particularly surprised if jarrett doesn't but i think rakeem jarrett might justifiably if you'll forgive me saying have a little more confidence in himself than we do well uh you don't need to i can guarantee anybody who is you know good enough to play professional nfl football which 
I know it sounds ridiculous for he's me to say. He's talented enough to say Jarrett, he is now. But like, yeah. He, he's, it, he, if he doesn't get there, it's a it's a failure of something other than talent. Exactly. One of those of like, you'd hope they have a little more self-confidence than I do sitting here in a podcast talking about them. Anyway. Is, if, if we had that sort of confidence and swagger and bravado, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about them we'd be them that well, other people well, are talking about. I, maybe on a football field, I don't have that. You put me in front of a keyboard with a crossword puzzle up on my computer screen, and I have all of the swagger of Jose Bautista thrown his bat into the stratosphere. Speaking of guys who throw their bats emphatically. Rough Nitto Dole. 14 years. Punching Jose Bautista. I did face. love that. That was awesome. <laughs> Never Rough Nitto Dole, Fight Club for life. 14 years, yeah, okay. $340 million for a kid born 13 days after me. Yeah, okay. So this is where I... <laughs> I... I forgot about that last part. Yesterday, I'm like, yeah, Fernando Tatis is young. He's 22, forgetting that I, too, am going to be 22. And I feel very old. I, so I am 22. If someone I am were... not feeling 22. If someone were to say right now, hey, Zach, no matter what happens... For the next 14 years, we will give you $24 million a year. I'm taking that. And in no point in time am I going to say, oh, I'm being underpaid. <laughs> so listen. Also, to return to the thing I was saying about Rakeem Jarrett, you're slightly, le- well, actually, I don't get to watch enough in the news. You might be as good at your job as he is at his. And that's that's some high praise because I think, and we can all agree, he's, it's it's possible that he won't be as good as he's projected to be. He's very good already. So here's the thing with Tatis. I want to get into this first. The Padres took a much bigger risk here than he did, obviously. He is getting $24 million a year for 14 years. If at any point in that he becomes underpaid, which I think is unlikely. <laughs> like, listen, he could blow up and be one of the best players of all time. Still, $24 million on a 14-year contract that he signed when he was 22 is enough. Like, I'm sure they could- Oh, it is. He could have, I mean, yes. But that sort of goes into the like- He's not good. That goes into the philosophical debate about how much you pay athletes in anything. He could absolutely end up at a point where 24 million is very underpaid. Yeah, like he's Padres not going to be in the top the to, 10 highest paid players. And the Padres the laughing all the way to the bank. And if, if for their sake, laughing all the way to the commissioner's trophy. So, I mean, yeah. look, I, gonna, that's the world I'm series be, trophy. I'm going to be the, the pessimist. That well, hold on, no, you from Philly. Let me finish here first. Okay. Like the Padres with all the work they've done this offseason, they're trying to build some sort of a core. They are not in win now mode. They're in win soon mode. So they've got the left they're side. They're also very much in win now. Yeah, I, I think they're based I mean, Blake on the moves they've made. Exactly. Blake based on some of the moves they've made, they're in win in the next two years mode. Yeah. Two or three. I mean, look, they've got the left side of their. No, inter- they're not. They didn't. What they yeah, didn't do is they didn't close their window. For the next eight years at least. Yes. No, what they did was they put the window up with something sturdy as opposed to just like jamming it wide open right now, but in a way where it's going to slam shut in two years. It it bars mentioning because I hate the Mets and wish them nothing but failure. I mean, Uh, after Fernando Tatis is no longer being paid by the San Diego (laughs) Padres, the Mets will still be paying Bobby Bonilla. So <laughs> wait, what is Bob, what is it? June 1st is Bobby Bonilla day? Yeah, July 1st. 
July 1st. Okay. I uh, love that. Same, deal, same deal goes for, um, fun fact, when I was interning at SiriusXM, I was working the morning show uh, most days, which was with Steve Phillips, uh, former GM in his own right. And I was working his show on Bobby Bonilla Day, and he's the GM who signed Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> so every time people called in that day, they're just like, hey, Steve, thanks for this. Also, the Orioles will still be paying Chris Davis, which I know isn't as crazy, but isn't it? No, it's that's still pretty funny, though. At least Bobby Bonilla had the decency to stop attempting to play baseball. And just <laughs> Chris Davis is like, yeah, I'm going to go up there and strike out 300 times a season. Padres, because they had not spent money for a very long time. Uh, but now that they went back to their old colors and their jerseys. Or something. I think since Tony Gwynn retired, they haven't paid anyone more than they paid Tony Gwynn. And I don't know if that's true, but it feels true. It feels true. But Tatis is now, I believe, the third highest paid player in baseball um, that sounds high that sounds wrong i think i would guess bauer Harper, is the highest paid player in baseball yeah i think annual value in terms of largest contracts ever signed i think he's third well that's just i mean it's 14 years at a yeah. fairly high yeah it's the longest yeah. it's, long, it's the longest u.s sports contract ever signed in terms of years Hmm. yeah well I mean, baseball's I mean, the sport you do that in yeah i mean part of that was it, is was it kovalchuk where the devils tried to sign him for like 17 years is there a rule up until uh i want to say 2011 2012 it was when we were in like middle school or early high school. yeah i want to say 2011 2012 or 2013 the nhl 11 instituted, or 12 yeah the nhl went from so first the nhl instituted a cap like a max cap and a lower cap, obviously, because if you institute one, you have to institute the other. Or um, do you? You do. Uh, at MLB, <laughs> uh, do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So originally, the the years of the contract were completely um, just fucking. Mm. They were free will uh, based on what you were willing to sign. Yeah. Uh, after a certain year, I believe it's 2012, 2013, they changed it so that uh, the team that drafted you can sign you for eight years, but any other team has to sign you for seven. Um, yeah. I and mean, in NFL, signing a 14-year contract is... Insane. Insane. Like, expert levels, redonkulous, uh, a bad decision. Yeah, largest contracts in terms of money... In the U.S., Patrick Mahomes, number one, 12 years, 503 million. Uh, Mike Trout, number two. Mookie Betts, number three. Fernando Tatis, number four. I'm not sure it is the longest one, and uh, I, I miss him. I miss him so much. But yes, in 1981, uh, or maybe it was later, um, Magic Johnson signed a 25-year, $25 million deal with the Lakers. Oh, maybe that's it then. Yeah, it's technically sorted by money. And like 25 yeah. million is not going to be on here. Yes, no. it is the longest in terms of like with a lot of money because Harper signed a 13 year deal, Stanton signed a 13 year deal, and Mahomes and Betts and Trout are 12. So, yeah. And the Padres are still not going to win their division. No, they're going to lose their division by like seven games too, which is crazy. Right. Did you see what the uh, what the betting line is for Dodgers wins this year? 97. 104 and a half. Oh my God. You guys are set. The Yankees are second highest with 97. 
which is 97. Yes. Which is absurdly hot. We went 33 and 27 and replaced James Paxton and Masahiro Tanaka with Corey Kluber and Jamison Tyon. I don't see, I don't see how Kluber is could arguably be an upgrade on Paxton, depending on how they both pitch. I mean, Kluber pitched one inning last year. So who are we? No, he's fresh. He's rested. (laughs) Oh man, pitchers and catchers reported. And uh, I saw a tweet that was like, it was the day before and it was like me excited for pictures of baseball players doing anything tomorrow. (laughs) And I related to that. I'm excited. I don't know. I'm always, I'm always a fan of making snap judgments on which catchers in the system I like based on who catches bullpens wearing shorts. (laughs) <laughs> and who, put the, who puts the full uniform on? Yankee Stadium is supposed to have fans uh, in some capacity. That feels like something that they said is going to happen a while ago that isn't going to happen now. Cuomo announced last week, about last Thursday, that we can have uh, 5,000 fans in our 50,000 seat stadium. Oh, so like a normal, you know, Wednesday night game for you guys. What? Yeah, I mean, listen, anybody <laughs> no, that's able to afford going to a Yankees game has to already be able to. I'm aware. Yes, so. I'm aware. I'm aware yeah, that it's not. No, I'm aware that it's. No, I haven't. It, John it's, Oliver on Yankee Stadium. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm aware that it's not strictly accurate and like the actual fans do show up, but some of the like seats down low are so absurdly priced. That, that is the worst part of the new stadium. It's like, I don't know conspicuously visually empty like down the lines and behind the plate in a way that there isn't really at other stadiums of good teams listen i've one of my favorite games i've been to was a couple years ago it was a wednesday night in june like still during school time in new york it was a wednesday night in june yankees versus mariners in like may nobody has any business to be at that game I went with my parents in June for a Yankees Mariners game. That was in May. In June. I I think I forget. It was May or June. We were out of college, but like other schools were still in, but it was still after Memorial day, but before you watch the highlights and And after Arbor day, all the seats behind home plate are empty because nobody buys those because they're so expensive, but the rest of the stadium is packed. I would hardly say Yankee stadium is one of those stadiums that struggles getting fans on a weekday. Fenway does not either. Fenway's all. Oh, we don't. None it helps, that we, it helps that we don't really have enough seats for the demand, but. <laughs> None of our stadiums struggle to get fans on a weekday. It's just if one of the three of us struggles to pull fans on weekday games, it'd be you, Zach, purely because you've priced out normal people. Uh, <laughs> Stupid New York. Yeah. Also, yeah, but not like, struggling to draw like, fans. Real fans. Like, I mean. You can get a ticket to a Yankee game. I, I once spent more on parking uh, on the street in New York than I did for the ticket for my game. Yankees, Padres. Wait, you probably spent more on street parking in New York than you do on rent. But I spent, I spent $3. That's kind of an indictment on attending yeah. New York Yankees games spent, in general. I spent $3 um, on my ticket for the game and spent like 7 bucks to park. And Wait, you could pay 7 bucks to park? You spent how close, three dollars. How close to the ticket? how close to the stadium were you? I was like a block or two. I don't know. Well, the garage I, to the stadium is like thirty bucks for the game. Okay, yeah, that's about where we are. Yeah, so, I think I yeah. Luckily, my dad's 20. office is near there. I think for for like when the oh, Sox and Yankees are both good, you can pay like forty bucks to park in a gas station. When my dad and I go to a Yankee game. We just pull up on this this side street. That's about. Mm-hmm. 
I'd say three quarters of a mile from the stadium. Like you could see the stadium from it. It is a bit of a tough walk, but as you walk over, you walk over the East river and you walk right of the site where the old polo grounds were. That's pretty cool. And then you walk up to the stadium. So it's always great. My East, dad, and I, East, like, oh, East river, I can do buy tickets that are only $3 is my question. Yeah. Bleacher seats for a Saturday game in May on the weekday costs like five bucks. Uh, yeah, last time I ever saw Derek Jeter yeah, play home. was in 2014. It was a Thursday in August, like a one o'clock game. Uh, real quick, I, I, I went my dad and brother. We had like a whole row of the bleachers to ourselves. Like we were able to like lay out if we wanted to. Um, it was Yankees Astros, 2014 Astros. So bad. Mm. Last time I saw Jeter play, both pitchers, Dallas Keuchel and Brandon McCarthy, pitched complete games and the time of the game was two hours and 11 minutes yankees, four. yankees won three nothing nothing yes you were pretty close wrong. yeah i i had the nothing right yeah, yeah i mean philly's tickets are about 20 bucks a pop yeah. usually if you're looking at like a, a especially well, a lot during, more seats in yankee stadium than there are in um i mean if you want to sit in like bank? citizens bank yeah. yeah if you like usually like for my birthday every year i would usually ask for yankees tickets and that's when like my parents would kind of spend more for like field level stuff never like those premium seats but like out in like right field like in the seated area i like to say yeah, i mean listen zach this year we splurged for your birthday and you are actually coaching third base my dad's yeah, old i mean son. listen i don't want to i don't want to uh get the citizens bank park staff to be uh hunting me down but you can pay like 15 bucks a pop 20 bucks a pop for like nosebleed tickets at citizens bank park um oh for my birthday one year someone in my family got me I think it was for my bar mitzvah someone in my family got me like like first row right field like really nice seats uh that he had from his company like gave them to me for my birthday and was like oh if you need to like switch out the date just let me know so we told them like oh yeah we're probably gonna have to switch out the date but then last minute we went we didn't call him so we were like oh like are these tickets so like we get there and they're like oh these tickets are void so like he gave us the ticket. I've had that happen before. So we were like, ah, shoot. So we're just gonna. So we went to the ticket office. We bought like you know last row upper deck, probably like fifteen bucks each. Um, and then my dad, because it was like it had rained, so like definitely wasn't gonna be a packed house. So my dad was like, let's try this. So we went up to the usher for the really nice seats. My dad puts his thumb over the stamp that said void and showed it to the usher, and he was like, oh yeah, right this way. And we sat there the whole game. Classic Barry. But there was this girl behind us who was super drunk and just kept yelling at a baseball game. Swisher, Swisher, the whole time. In her defense, you would yell like that at Nick Swisher. He seems like a nice guy. In her defense, Nick Swisher should rot in hell for being a member of the 2009 Yankees. Um, I don't don't really have a problem with that. No, I think the the best screaming at somebody thing, actually it was the Yankees as well. It was um, the night I, I stopped hating Jabba Chamberlain, but uh, during uh, during BP, because this was the one year where my brother had gotten some sort of uh, membership that allowed us to get in early. So me and my dad were at a game and it was, it was 2013, so I would have been 14 and looked about nine. And there was some woman in a Yankees hat, like in the same section as us, absolutely scre- like screaming at a bloody murder level. Chaba, Chaba, 
as she, as as he was coming in from uh from shagging fly balls and batting practice, and my dad tapped me on the shoulder and he said, "We didn't actually do it, but he said, all right, here's what you're gonna do: turn your hat around backwards so you look even younger, and then just lean right up over the railing and go, Mr. Chamberlain." And then when he walks over, just go, "Can I get an autograph?" And he'll go, "Sure, kid." And then just go, "Cool, can you get me David Robertson's?" <laughs> <laughs> it's still one of the funniest things ever. Um, but I got to do I got to do it once. I got to do it when I was working in a Katuit. They would have like once a week a day where like kids could like hang out in the dugout before the game. And so they don't know that these pe- players aren't famous yet. Uh, so they're like, will you sign stuff for us? And it's like, yeah. So there was one of the one of the players I knew, and I was like, I told somebody that joke, and they were like, You gotta do it. And I was like, All right. So I went up and I was like, like as like as a joke, it's like, hey, will you sign this for me? Doing my best little kid voice, which is pretty bad. Um, but you're also very small. That is true. And then he was like, well, actually, by that point, I was quite rotund. But uh, sure, yes. All right, Ben, have you ever been to a Sunday night baseball Yankees Red Sox game? Yes, a few. No, I yes. haven't. I was at yes, I've been at. I was at one of the longest. Uh, nine inning games, I think in Fenway history, I got to see uh, Mike Napoli walk off Homer with the dumbest words I've ever heard. Me and my brother were uh, sitting there and somebody was on their phone in the 11th inning of this game. And they said, yeah, well, they went into extra innings and it's not showing any signs of ending. And I leaned over to my brother and I was like, well, it's an extra inning baseball game. So similar to a playoff hockey game, if it shows signs of ending, it's over. Um, and then Napoli hit one uh, to dead center. I was at, do you remember when Jackie Bradley robbed Aaron Judge a couple of years ago? Uh-huh. Yep, I was at that game. Uh, and it wasn't a Sunday night game, but I once, Colin, your favorite player, I was once at a, at a Sox-Yankees game where uh, it was the top of the eighth inning and A-Rod was coming up and Francona came out went to the bullpen to get Papelbon. They play shipping up to Boston. And then we go into a two plus hour rain delay. I was like eight or nine. And I was just like so tired and so hungry. And I was like, I kind of want to go home, which you guys know me. I'm not leaving baseball games voluntarily, even as a little kid. So my dad and my brother were like, if we get you hot dogs, can we stay? And I was like, yeah. Because even then, Chubby little boy who loved hot dogs. I'd have given up money to leave a Phillies game when Papelbon was coming. Well, oh, speaking this of, this was Red Sox Papelbon. I would have, I would have paid two, almost any volume of money to leave two, a game. Papelbon. Yeah, two and a half hour rain delay. We come back out. Papelbon strikes him out on three pitches. Ten the inning. Well, hold on, Colin. Speaking of leaving Philly, uh, oh, Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz traded to the Colts. Um, for not much in return, but I, like you said earlier, if, uh, if that second round pick becomes a first, that makes it a little better. However, if that second round pick becomes a first, that means Carson Wentz is doing pretty well for the Colts. It doesn't necessarily, no, it means yeah. he's playing 75%, 75% of the snaps or 70% and they make the playoffs. Okay. That's, yeah. that's reason. It's not so, okay. I mean, listen, I that, think it that, seems pretty likely unless he gets hurt that he's going to get there. Uh, you would think. Yeah. Um, but uh, no. And if he gets hurt, then he was going to be a bust anyway. So 
I would also disagree with that. Listen. <laughs> Uh, so Carson Wentz is a difficult thing for me as an Eagles fan to say because I understand that I'm actively flying in the face of a bunch of Eagles fans, including my father and grandfather, that are dumber than I am. Um, <laughs> Take that. Um, you know, listen. So, you know, the Eagles got gave up a haul to get Wentz in the first place. Uh, multiple first round picks, seconds, thirds, blah. Um, and I traced it today. If one of those picks ended up being moved from Cleveland because we traded, so we, we made a trade with Miami to get the eighth pick. We made a trade with Cleveland to get number two overall. Um, so it was like a multifaceted trade, and Cleveland ended up giving up one of those picks that would go on to become Deshaun Watson. But I would say, other than Deshaun Watson, uh, which wasn't even drafted by the team we traded the picks to. Uh, none of those picks became anybody. Um, and I'll be honest, in recent years, I don't trust Howie to have drafted better players in their place. And I'm going to come hard out and say that, listen, we gave up two first-round picks, a second, a third, maybe a pick I'm forgetting for a Super Bowl. And then we moved the quarterback – that was a huge part of that run for at worst a second and a third. I would make that trade a hundred percent of the time. There is not a situation where I would say, yeah, listen, these four picks are more valuable than a Super Bowl. And anybody who tells you that Carson Wentz didn't have a part of that Super Bowl run is dumb. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to come right out and say it's, they're stupid yeah, because yeah, Carson Wentz got us that first round by. And home field advantage through the playoffs up to the Super Bowl. And if we didn't have that, not only do I think, honestly, we lose to the Falcons in the first round we play because we barely beat the Falcons in our own stadium. I think a big reason we beat the Falcons, and it goes unremembered now because how we – thraxed the Vikings in the NFC championship and how he went out and Nick Foles absolutely delivered in the Super Bowl. But in that Falcons game. And also that, received. Wait, which game did Wentz get hurt? And you know how much it hurt me to make that joke. I do. Colin, which game did Wentz get hurt in? Uh, Rams game. He, he week was, 16, 15? I want to say week 14, 15. Okay. He had taken, late, late in the season. Yes. Nick Foles, so Carson Wentz had taken a lead in the Rams game, throwing a touchdown after he had torn his ACL. Yeah, I remember watching that, yeah. Yeah, and then Nick Foles managed to finish the win. And then the remaining games of the season were a game against the Raiders on Christmas Day that he won in what I can only describe as one of the ugliest football games I've ever watched. And you've been watching Maryland for four years. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and that clinched the first round by. And then we went out, or I think it might have been that clinched the first round by. And then he played the Giants. And he Jeez. also looked terrible against the Giants, but managed to beat them. He was suckering everybody in. I, I mean, clearly. <laughs> but listen, Nick Foles looked, and I love him to death. And I would not say any word to disparage Nick Foles, but Nick Foles in the regular season uh, before the playoffs began looked bad, looked terrible. 
And in that Falcons game, a lot of people don't remember of that. If Carson Wentz doesn't put us in the position to get that first round by to get that home field advantage, that game ultimately came down to Matt Ryan on the three yard line, throwing to Julio Jones for functionally for the win. He had four plays on the like four or three or maybe five yard line comfortably in the red zone first and goal. And he had four plays and he threw all of them to Julio Jones and it didn't, it, they never connected. Forgot yeah. About that. yeah. So I would argue that without Wentz doing most of the work to get that first round by Nick Foles probably loses that game there. I don't think the Falcons do anything in the playoffs after that, but I do think that the crowd noise in that moment was enough to disrupt the Ryan Julio Jones connection. So anybody who says Carson Wentz didn't win that Super Bowl was silly. And anybody who thinks trading up for Wentz in that situation, knowing that we win a Super Bowl after that is dumb. I wish the return was more. And I'm rooting for Carson in Indy. And I, you know, I hope he does. I have no bad blood. I wish things had gone different. Of course. Now, let me ask you this. And this is just totally me not having read anything and not even knowing that much about how the trade market is right now. Would you trade Jalen Hurts in two firsts for Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't even really think about it. Uh, I don't. That's Yeah, that's a very good deal. Texans I'm the minority. Who I don't think Jalen Hurts is really all that good. You're not sold um, on him, but like. But even if you were. Even if Deshaun I was, Watson, even if I was elite, two firsts and whoever the heck is quarterbacking my team for Deshaun Watson, yeah, absolutely. There's a pretty select list of guys that I think you would take off the table in a trade for Deshaun Watson. I don't think there's any player in the Eagles roster I wouldn't trade. I've been in the Deshaun NFL Watson. even. Yeah, on I mean, the Eagles, on the Eagles roster, yeah, nobody. Everybody, if Deshaun Watson is on the table, and listen, it is going to break my heart when Zach Ertz is inevitably traded or cut and Jason Kelsey inevitably retires. And, you know, when they're starting to clear cap and guys like Brandon Graham and, and Fletcher Cox end up getting moved to other teams, it's going to destroy my soul at a molecular <laughs> level. But. If you said I could get Deshaun Watson in return for any combination of them, all you right. get all of them if I get Deshaun Watson. It that does not matter to that, me. That was something that Borja and I were talking about. Um, basically, the Yankees offseason is pretty much done, but Brett Gardner is still a free agent. and like He's been <laughs> a Yankee since 2008 uh, in the majors and like came up through our minor league system. So um like the Yankee fans are kind of over him like they're like yeah we'll miss him but like he's just not part of what we need right now and then some Yankee account that like a bunch of people follow including me and Borja tweeted like photoshops of Brett Gardner in like a Mets Astros and Red Sox jersey and was like look at these pictures of Brett Gardner now tell us you don't want him back and then all the comments were like oh man we gotta sign this guy I, I, I feel like we've all had moments like that no, I was just thinking of Colin's um Colin's thing about you can have anybody from our. It's just making me think of uh the thirty for thirty about the Bad Boys Pistons, uh when the GM who built that team 
took over. He had some some excellent quote about, I offered our entire roster to the Lakers for Magic Johnson. And I told the Lakers that we had some pretty good players on the team. I was lying, <laughs> uh, which I think is one of the, uh, is, is a pretty good line. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think if it ends up as a first and a third, that feels pretty comfortably like a win-win for both sides. Yeah. I mean, I would have rathered more because of course I would. But, oh yeah. You know, I think the deal as it is, is a great deal uh, for the Colts. Um, yeah. You know, I, I hope it works out for the Eagles coming long-term. I, I, unlike, you know, maybe a number of people, um, don't bear any bad blood towards Wentz. I really wish him all the success in the world in Indy. Um, yeah. You know, it's it, it happened. I'm sad about it. Oh, hey, I just got an alert. Sorry. But uh, I get alerts when the Rangers win games, and then I also saw who they beat. Uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah. The Flyers are historically we got, we got the twenty. Terrible. Yeah, the 2016 top two pick, both going to be playing in domes. See if that revitalizes them. It won't. All the first-round quarterbacks drafted between 2009 and 2016 are no longer with their current, like, with their drafted team. Huh. That was a status. That's true. In Makes fact, sense. the only player from that 2016 draft that is still on their team is Dak Prescott, who for now very well may leave in free agency. Um, so interesting. All right, uh, we got no more jobs for the week. I'm gonna use my no more jobs time to uh, to gloat because uh, I have a confirmed uh, a a person who I no more jobs. Uh, no longer has a job. Well, actually, that's not true. That's not true. Because my no more jobs was Urban Meyer, and he didn't even have the guts to fight. Well, first of all, if he had guts or integrity or whatever, he, he wouldn't have hired. Him. He wouldn't have hired Doyle in the first place. But he also didn't have the decency. Like, you don't win your credit back, but you can win a little bit back if you're like, if you see the public, because it's not good if you make a decision to fire that guy because of the public reaction. But if you see it and say, boy, this guy hurt people a lot more than we thought he had. Uh, you're not very smart, but you know, live and learn. Great. But no, this guy had to resign. So I'll, I'll give a double no more jobs to Urban Meyer uh, for, for being, you know, so Urban Meyer about it. Um, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my uh, I'm I it goes up there with my my bold predictions uh, of things that this is, this is the opposite of my bold prediction where I said B enemy wouldn't get a head coaching job and I was right where this one I assumed I was gonna be wrong and I wasn't and I'm happy about it as opposed to with B enemy where I where I really hoped I was gonna be wrong but I wasn't. So right. no more jobs, Chris Doyle, you jerk. So my no more jobs is, uh, you guessed it, Serena Williams. Uh, <laughs> I could have had probably, I think that would be guessed like 115. So I, I that anything Zach says does not speak for any of the <laughs> other members of the podcast. Any views expressed during the no more shot, uh, the three point shot podcast 
are solely the opinions of the individual presenters. And I, Colin Coyne, in no part endorse anything Zach Solon is about to or ever has said. Basically, I low-key really like tennis and uh, was looking forward last night in the Australian Open semifinal for Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams because they do battle a lot and uh, Serena's the GOAT. Naomi is the next goat, um, but she's 23 and needs still to get there, but she's awesome to watch. Uh, they're both awesome to watch. But last night, uh, I knew the match was coming on about 1030. So I figured it'd be perfect to put on. I was going to bed because I had to be up early for work. And the match was just not that good. Uh, Serena like just sort of blow her doors off. Yeah, pretty much. Like Serena had like one little stretch in the second set where she like went up 2-0 and then Osaka just blew her out i mean it was it was fun to watch because of how good osaka was but like serena's one away from tying the record i mean she already has all the, the record for the most championships but the most singles championships she's gonna get it she's she will but like she oh, not, not not if yeah. naomi osaka keeps or will she? i am on record she will get at least one more or will she as long as naomi osaka is playing come on twilight zone can I talk here? So long as Naomi Ever. is playing the way she's playing, uh, Serena will not get it. But uh, good for Naomi Osaka. Um, if we had a more jobs, it would be her. But my no more jobs, Serena. I mean, after that last night, I wanted a good match, and it was just not. I mean, there were entertaining parts, and like it was fun to watch good players, but it was not close. Uh, so no more jobs, Serena Williams. But I'd love for you to keep playing. So more jobs, but no more jobs. Colin? Yeah, I mean, so my no more jobs is torn between Howie Roseman and the NHL shootout. And <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take my anger out on Howie Roseman this time because I'm still gonna be mad at the NHL shootout until I die. Um so yeah, Howie, uh uh please quit for the betterment of the team you have general managed. <laughs> I, you know, Howie Roseman has gone from God amongst men in that Super Bowl year to literal pariah. Um, the Peter Shirelli effect. Exactly. And it's a hundred percent deserved. Listen, this dude made ridiculous cap decisions and <laughs> trades that were absolutely 100% expanded brain moves. And then he's like, yeah, DK Metcalf, nah, I don't want that. Give me the JJ Ortega White side of him. <laughs> and, and the 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 Justin Jackson, nah, nah, nah. Give me the uh give me the the good old faction Jalen Rager effect. <laughs> and listen, I think Jaylen I'm not hundred percent convinced you're not making up these names. I, I think Jalen Rager's gonna be a fine NFL wide receiver. I don't think the pick in and of itself is a terrible decision. But when you look at what the dude you passed up became, it really begs the question of does Howie think he's smarter than everybody else? And the answer is yes, uh, before anybody else. Yes, he does think he's smarter than everybody else. He drafted Jalen Hurts, which nuked Wentz's confidence and led to Wentz requesting a trade, uh, requiring us to ship the guy who we all thought was going to be our franchise quarterback out of town for Jalen Hurts, a completely unproven rookie, who I will go on record now as saying, I don't think he's going to be that good. 
If that bites me, it bites me. Um, well, if it bites you, he turns out good, and that's a win, too. Exactly. Then, I mean, unless they trade him and he turns out I don't out think good. he's going to be all that good. Um, but apparently, he also wants to, like, bring in a quarterback through the draft or through free agency. Trey Lance, North Dakota State. To compete with Hurts. Like, Howie Roseman has not in any way learned that when the Philadelphia media gets a QB controversy – they decide anybody other than the obvious choice is God amongst men. Like, listen, this past season, Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz was quite literally railed against as one of the worst people on the planet. And Jalen Hurts was regaled as the next great quarterback. Like, Hall of Fame, All-Pro QB after four games where he looked good, great, bad, and worse. Um, so if, if, if Howie Roseman can't learn from the fact that actively influencing TV controversy in the city of Philadelphia does terrible things to your football team, he deserves to not only be fired, he deserves to be shot out of a cannon into the depths of space where he can be alone for extended periods of time to think about his terrible, terrible decision-making. No more jobs. Exactly. No more jobs. Bold predictions. I'll go first. Uh, Without explanation, this time next week, Deshaun Watson will be a member of the New York football giants. (laughs) Okay. I like, I like it. I respect it. It's a bad prediction. Well, I don't, I don't like it. If it happens, I like it as a prediction. Hey, the segment is bold predictions, not bad predictions. Uh, They're both. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, I'm going to say that the Philadelphia Flyers win their outdoor game at Lake Tahoe this weekend. And Max Sushko uh, scores his first NHL goal in the outdoor game. Wait, yeah, why are they how many games are there at Lake Tahoe? Two. Two. Vegas and somebody else in Boston, Philly. But this Woo! isn't the winter classic, right? What? This isn't the winter classic, right? No, I don't think they're doing that. This they're year. not doing a winter There's not classic. really a point with no crowd. Yeah, the Tahoe games are according to the NHL, the Lake Tahoe outdoor games are making up for the fact that there were no outdoor games last season because they all got canceled due to COVID. So, Although that also, with no fans, I think this is better. Yeah. They're playing on the 18th hole of a golf course in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. So It does look awesome, though. It does look It looks sweet. really cool. Yeah. So a Max Sushko, uh first NHL goal. All righty. Tomorrow. Or no, not tomorrow. It's, it's only Thursday. Oh, wait, hold on. I just looked this up. This is so cool. They're playing with, like, they're playing yeah. literally like in a backyard because yeah. they don't need a crowd or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's on the 18th hole of a golf course. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, like the it looks like that. Yeah. It looks like the the cabin from the start of an NHL 21 my player career. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Saturday, 12:30 Eastern, Liverpool and Everton in the Merseyside Derby. Liverpool five, Everton three. Number of broken bones and or torn ligaments. Greater than two. That is a bold, bold prediction. That is almost bolder than Zach somehow thinking Deshaun Watson is going to end up on the Giants. New York football Giants. 
You're right. He might just decide to go play baseball for San Francisco. For the San Francisco baseball Giants. Why are they never called the baseball Giants? I don't know. The New York football Giants. I like to use it for other teams. Like J.J. Watt is going to end up on the Green Bay football Packers. <laughs> Not unlikely. No, I would argue almost likely. So, yeah, sports are a disaster. Thanks for tuning in. Sports, sports are a disaster, but, you know, why should they be the exception? Exactly. The <laughs> world is a disaster. Sports are a disaster, and I have no idea what's happening any day of the, the week. The world is a vampire. Thanks for tuning in to the three-point shot. I've been Colin. I'm here with Ben Fisher and Zach Solon. Bow, now. Thanks now, so now, much for now, listening. Now.